Lord, I just thank you. You are such a good God. And Father, you do reign, God. Father, it's our desire to let you reign, God. To let you be in charge, God. To let you have your way in our lives, oh God. Father, forgive us when we try to do it on our own, oh God. Father, have your way in our lives. Have have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our minds this morning, oh God. Lord, you reign. You rule. You reign. You rule, God. You reign over us, oh God. You are greater, God. You are greater. And so, Father, in your outcome is so much greater, God, than anything that we could try to accomplish within ourselves. So, God, we thank you for this another day that you blessed us, kept us, God. Oh, God, thank you for keeping us, God. For if it had not been for you, oh God, oh God, we would have destroyed ourselves, oh God. So we're thankful this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank chapter that the Lord really has over over my life has dealt with me over and over and over to go back to pull things and press more out of it. And Pastor David's been talking about grace. Aren't you thankful for grace? And I think that we can preach grace every day of our lives and never talk the greatness of grace and what grace has done in our lives and does in our everyday life we need grace, right? Every day I need grace, every night I need grace. While I'm awake I need grace. While I'm asleep I need grace. Grace is such a gift and um, I thank God for his amazing grace. But this morning, um, the title is Consider and Live. Consider and Live. You know, I look at life sometimes and, and so many things happen in life, so many decisions that a person makes that affects their life. You know, this week I was, Pastor and I was listening to the news and and I thought about this man that walked into his um, daughter's room. Um, I guess one of the siblings had came into the daughter's room and saw the feet of a, a person in the bed with his, with his sister. So he went to tell the dad. And when he went to tell the dad, the dad came into the room and, and shot this guy and killed him. And I thought to myself, that now, now because he didn't consider, his anger got the best of him, and he did not, and his anger was, you know, justified, it, we would say justified, because when he went in the room, I guess the girl said that she didn't know who the guy was, but the guy, she really didn't know who the guy was, but she was just 
I think she's 15 or 16 years old, and so she was afraid to tell her father the truth, and so she acted like she didn't know who the guy was, and so the dad shot the guy as if he was, uh, you know, say that word, intruder, yes. But even in all that, because he did not consider, okay, he did not consider that his daughter might have been lying, okay, he, um, he, out of his anger, he just did something. And because he did something and did not consider, now his life has death in it. One way or another, he's going to, you know what I'm saying, he's going to face some kind of charges for this. And um, if it, you know, if it, it, to the realm that it could go, he could be in prison for the rest of his life because he did not consider some life has been taken from him, some life has been taken from his family, some life has been taken from his daughter. Some, do you understand what I'm saying? And by his, his, his daughter doing what she did, okay, there's, there's things that we don't consider. I don't know why I'm feeling this really, like, really on me this morning. There's just things we don't consider that takes life from us because we just do things in such a rash way and in such an unthinking way. And so death becomes a part of our life that it didn't have to become a part of that life. It made us so sad. When I heard it, I was just like, oh, my. I I couldn't even imagine... The, the devastation of that family, the, you know, the wife, you know what I'm saying, the mom, you know, this uh, it's, it's wreaked havoc because of a decision that was made that the daughter didn't consider, let's start with the daughter, she did not consider her disobedience in bringing this young man into her home. Second of all, when she got up and out of her fear of being afraid to tell her dad the truth, she did not consider what this lie was going to mean to her dad. Well, if if you don't know him, what's he doing in the bed with you? Is he a you know rapist? What you see what I'm saying? So she didn't consider that lie, and then the father didn't consider maybe she's not telling the truth because kids do lie, and so maybe you know I'm going off the deep end, you know, and shooting this gun without considering. Get over that big old here. Okay. There we go. Okay, thanks. I was wondering why I didn't hear myself as well. Okay. Thank you, Lord. So to consider, but God wants us this morning to consider and what? And this this chapter is, is uh, it's an amazing chapter. And uh, I want us to look at it. And I'm going to try my best because I really didn't want to read it all, but the Lord said, read it all, okay? I was trying to pick out these little verses, 18 and 1. Ezekiel 18 and the, and the um, starting at the first verse. It says, The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, What do you mean by using this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. 
As I live, says the Lord God, you shall not have any occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. As the soul of the mother, I just want us to get it clear, that's how not, and so also the soul of the daughter is mine. The soul that sins, it shall die. But if a man is uncompromisingly, and I'm in the, in the Amplified, okay? And if a man is uncompromisingly righteous, upright, and in right standing with God, and does what is lawful and right, has not eaten at the idol shrines upon the mountains, nor lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, has not defiled his neighbor's wife, nor come near to a woman in her time of impurity, and has not wronged anyone, but has restored to the debtor his pledge, has taken nothing by robbery, but has given his bread to the hungry, and has covered the naked with a garment, who does not charge interest or a percentage of increase on what he lends in compassion, who withholds his hand from iniquity, who executes true justice between man and man, who has walked in my statutes and kept my ordinances to deal justly, then he is truly righteous. He shall surely live, says the Lord God. Now if he begets a son who is a robber, are a shedder of blood who does to a brother either of these sins of violence and leaves undone all of the duties of a righteous man and has even eaten the food set before idols on the mountains and defiled his neighbor's wife, has wronged the poor and needy and is taken by robbery, has not restored to the debtor his pledge, has lifted up his eyes to the idols, has committed abomination, things hateful and exceedingly vile in the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of God, and has charged interest or percentage of increase on what he has loaned in supposed compassion, shall he then live? Now we're talking about, first we're talking about the father that did righteous, but now he has a son that does unrighteous. He says, now the father's done good. He's kept all the commandments. He did. Now he has this son, though, and the son is a robber, and the son is a thief, and the son is is uh, eating with idols, the son is sinning, okay? And he says, shall he then live? And he says, he shall not live. He has done all these abominations. He shall surely die. His blood shall be upon him. But if this wicked man begat the son, let's get this part, I love this part. But if this wicked man begat a son, now if this man that had a son that was good, but now he has a son, and uh, it says if this wicked man begat a son who sees all the sins that his father has committed and considers and considers and considers and fears God and does not do like his father, who, this one who has not eaten food set before idols upon the mountains, nor has lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, has not defiled his neighbor's wife, nor wronged anyone, nor has taken anything in pledge, nor has taken by robbery, but has given his bread to the hungry, and has covered the naked with a garment, who has withdrawn his hand from oppressing the poor, who has not taken interest or increase from the needy, but has executed my ordinances, and has walked in my statutes, 
he shall not die. For the iniquity of his father, he shall surely live. As for his father, because he cruelly oppressed, robbed his brother, and did that. See, I really want to skip over all this, but God is saying don't skip it because we need to get it, okay? As for his father, because he cruelly oppressed, robbed his brother, and did that which is not good among his people, behold, he shall die for his iniquity and guilt. Yet, do you say, why does not the son bear the iniquity of the father? When the son has done that which is lawful and right and has kept all my statutes and has done them, he shall surely live. The soul that sins, it is the one that shall die. The soul that sins, it is the one that shall die. The son shall not bear and be punished for the iniquity of the father. Neither shall the father bear and be punished for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him only, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon the wicked only. But if the wicked, now listen, oh God, the great, if y'all feel the grace, and there's so much grace in this chapter. But if the wicked man turns from all his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live and not die. He shall not die. None of his transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him. Oh God, say thank God for the grace. For his righteousness which he has executed for his moral and spiritual rectitude, thank you so much, in every area and relation he shall live. Have I pleasure, this will God, here comes some more grace. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, saith the Lord, and not rather that he should turn from his evil way and return to his God and live? listen to this part. But if the righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and does according to all the abominations that the wicked man does, shall he live? None of his righteous deeds which he has done shall be remembered. In his trespass that he has trespassed and in his sin that he has sinned in them shall he die. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not fair and just. Hear now, O house of Israel, is not my way fair and just? Are not your ways unfair and unjust? When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and dies in his sins for his iniquity that he has done, he shall die. Again, when the wicked man turns away from his wickedness, which he has committed and does that which is lawful and right, he shall save his life. Because why? Because he considers, I want y'all to get this, because he considers and turns away from all his transgressions which he has committed, he shall surely live. He shall not die. Yet, says the house of Israel, the way of the Lord is not fair and just. O house of Israel, are not my ways fair and just? Are not your ways unfair and unjust? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, Everyone according to his way, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions. Let iniquity be your ruin. Let iniquity be your ruin, and so shall they not be a stumbling block to you. Cast away from you all your transgressions 
by which you have transgressed against me and make you a new mind and heart and a new spirit. And this is my question. For why will you die? For why will you die, O Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore turn, be converted, and live. Live, 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 live. This is the heart of God, that we would live, 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 and not die. But it takes consideration to live and not die. It takes consideration to live and not die. And what are we considering? We are considering the Word of God. We are considering considering his precepts, his principles, his his commandments. We are considering what God's way of living is over our way of living. If we don't consider that, then we're lost. There are so many times we don't consider God's way. We get anxious. We get angry. That's why God says, be angry. There's so many men and women in prison today because they didn't consider in that moment what they were doing. They let the flesh get the best of them. Come on. That's, they let the flesh. We let the flesh get the best of us. And some of us will have been going to church every Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, as much as we can go to church. And some of us will have been reading our word and doing all, and still in a moment, you guys, because we don't get this, we read the word, but we don't allow the word to do its perfect work. The word is supposed to be transforming us to be like Jesus. I said the word is supposed to be transforming us to be like Jesus. I was thinking this morning when I was at my seat, I was thinking how many things, you know, The way of Jesus is not comfortable to our flesh. His precepts is not love your enemies. Love your enemies. That's not comfortable to our flesh. Love your your enemies. Do good to them that despitefully use me. Use me. That's not comfortable to our, our flesh. And so our flesh fights it with everything. We within ourselves, he was talking to Israel, but we within ourselves, we can say, is that not unfair? Is that not unfair? Love my enemies. If he slaps me on one cheek, let him have Are you crazy? In in the flesh, it's like, what? Sometimes we feel punked out, right? What are you talking about? What are you, what, uh, 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 you ain't, you ain't doing this to me. But God knows that the wages of sin is death. And every precept and principle God gives us is so that death won't reign in our mortal bodies and it won't steal from our lives. 
Because if you slap me on one cheek and I do what I really feel like doing in the flesh, we're going to probably roll a minute on the floor. We're going to punch it out. I'm going to be mad at you not just for the day, tomorrow, the next. Depending on how that fight come out, I might be trying to retaliate over and over and over. You know, have you seen that where something has went on in a family and the family keeps retaliating back and forth, back and forth? See, that's why God says you got to stop that stuff. So the only way you stop that stuff is you contain this flesh. You put it under and you allow the spirit to rise. And the spirit looks, when somebody slaps you and you don't slap them back, you're thinking about, you, I, you've just punked me out. If I don't slap you back, you're going to think that you're going to keep on slapping me. You think that's not powerful. But you know what? To constrain power, to hold back power, that's more powerful than just doing something off the, off the cuff. We don't realize that what God is trying to tell us, I'm showing you how to live and not die. I'm showing you how not to open doors into your generations. I was thinking about how many of, in, in, in this proverb, in this proverb in Exodus uh, uh, 34 and 7, uh, in, in, uh, in their law, it would say, uh, God has said, 37, 4 and 7, it says, Keep you mercy and loving kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. But who will be by no means clear the guilty, I'm sorry, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. This was the first thing. It was visiting the iniquity upon the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So this would say the iniquity of what the fathers did would go down to the third and fourth generation. Oh, can you imagine that? I'm just, I'm just thinking about this. In the Bible days, there were certain times that when, when a man sinned, I think about Achan. Okay, when he sinned, Achan was the one that did it. Okay? Not his cousin, not his mother, not his sister. <laughs> not his servants, not his cows, not his camels, not his livestock. But God hated sin so much that when Achan sinned, he killed everybody. Everybody that was in his family lineage. At that time, they all died. They all died. Everybody paid because of what Achan did. And I thought to myself, God, what, what that would be like today? There would be no people. There would just be no people. If, if everyone paid because of what one person did, and, and, and all that stuff, we'll, we're going to get down to where that's where, that's where we, the dilemma was. That's why Jesus had to come, because everybody was paying, okay? But the thing is, is because uh, when you look at that, God, what we forget with all of our hearts, God hates sin. God, God hates sin. We, we forget that, that God hates sin. He hates the one, uh, you know, uh, the sin. Like, if we just go back to the, to the girl's situation. He hates the, the sin of the young man that broke through the house and, um, you know, disobeyed the house, snuck in the house. He hates the sin of the lie of the young girl that lied to her father. He hates the rashness of sin of the father that just went and shot the guy. God hates sin. It's not that he hates people, but he hates sin. And so, so there's this, it says the wages of sin is what? Death. No matter who's doing it. No matter why I did it. Do you understand that when I go to heaven, I can't stand up there and say, this is what
get it. This is exactly why I cussed you out. I cussed her out. God, you know, you know, God, you know I was trying, and I was trying, and I was trying, but that one day she just got on my nerves, and I just cussed her out. We think that's like, that's, no. God is building within, what, what did Pastor say last week, which resonated through my spirit? Is there any sin that you have to do? Can you name anything that you, I've asked myself that. No, there's just sins I want to do. You see, there's just sins that when I'm mad, you know, I can't control and put this flesh under. And it's what it's saying to me is that, that I need to get more of God in my life. But I can't justify what I've done. None, none of us can justify what we've done. We've got to be honest with ourselves and say, to live, to live, to really live, I must follow the word of God. I can't find myself out of... Too many people are trying to find themselves out of the Word of God instead of into the Word of God. You know, when's the last time you just sat up and you said, Is this what Jesus would want me to do? Where can I find that in the Word? Where can I find slapping my sister? Where can I find stealing in the Bible? Where can I find this? Where can I find that it's okay for me to do it? Where can I quote that scripture? Where can, see, when is the last time that we've asked ourselves, but usually we justify ourselves in the area that we're the most weakest. When we're strong in the area, we can come out and we can throw that scripture on a thousand people. But if we're not weak in the area, we, we hardly don't even read about that area. I don't even want to read about that area. I, I flip to another page, but it's time for us to acknowledge our weaknesses, acknowledge where we're off, acknowledge it so that sin won't wreak havoc in our lives. So we see this, and I love it, where he's saying, he said, now this son, he said his father was wicked. And I love this part, the father, the father is wicked. And sometimes, young people, I'm so glad that you're in here today because I'm glad, I want you to know that there's no excuse to sin. And there's no justification to say, you know how we say something, you'll hear adults say it, and all of a sudden she'll, you know, a proverb is something that, that's, that's short, and, and people say it over and over, and it's something that, uh, you know, says something about what they believe in at that time, okay? And a lot of times we'll, we'll be like, you know, my anger, well, that's, that's the, okay, let's just say it, because I'm just going to put on me. So if I might be saying something, and I go, well, that's just the black burn in me, Okay? You know how we do, we, you know, whatever that is, that thing, you know, that's just a black burning in me. Or, you know, that my mama, my mama, that's, that's just how my mama taught me. That's, I don't care what, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to any mama or anything, but I don't care what any mom, because I'm a mom, okay? I, let's just do it on me. I don't care what this mama teach you if it ain't in the Word of God. I don't care. What this mama walks out, talks out, acts out, if it ain't in the Word of God, don't follow it. I'm not your God. I'm not your Savior. And, if, and then I'm not the Word. I should be the Word, okay? I should be the Word. But if, you don't, if it's not in the Word, don't you keep perpetuating it. Why do we have things in, in our generations? We have things in our generations because we perpetuate it in our generations. We have things that we know of, that families that are still feuding, that have been feuding since the 1800s, and they're still feuding.
and there's still angry and there's still unforgiveness and there's all this still going down into the generations because no one will consider. No one will consider. Everyone's just like, that's just what, how the family is. Every time we come to something, we just fighting and cussing. That's just how the family, but that don't mean that's how I have to be. That doesn't mean that's how I have to be. It says what the smart son did was he considered. He considered. He looked and and he saw the outcome of that. And he saw what it wreaked havoc. And he saw what sin was doing. You know, we there's things before us, okay? There's things that we can see. We can see, okay, we say, you know, everybody in my family's an alcoholic. Everybody drinks alcoholic. Okay, but you done seen what alcoholic has devastated your the marriages, how alcoholic has um, bought in of sexual things, rape and incest and all kinds. You've seen all this stuff. You've seen it. But we can see it and consider it, or we can see it and go, hey, that's just what it is. It is. What do we say? What's that? It is what it is. It is what it is. So... I'm going to be a part of that. But what grace is telling me, I don't have to be a part of that. Grace is telling me this morning, I don't have to walk in the same sins of my father, of my mother, or my uncle, or my grand. Grace is telling me that, that Jesus paid it all. Grace is telling me that God cut it off and, and that it's now up to me to make a choice whether I'm going to continue in that that uh, death line, or I'm going to walk in life. Somebody says this morning, oh, but you're trying to make it so easy. You're trying to make it so easy. All I'm asking you to do is consider. Some of us don't even consider. Some of us, all we're doing is just taking it off. Papa was a rolling stone, and I'll be one too. We're just taking it off. We're not seeing that Papa was a rolling stone, and that hurt me really, really, really bad. I never got to see my dad, and, and he had five and six women on this side and it hurt me real bad and I don't want that for my kids I don't want that for my life and I'm going to consider that and I'm going to go to the word of God and say God how can I come out of that where I don't have to live like that God is saying we need to consider we need to consider what's going on in our lives we can we can walk around and walk around I mean families that's been in total some of this stuff that we're stuck in. I, uh, uh, okay, you guys, please, because I don't like being stuck. I don't. I don't like being stuck. And some of this stuff we're stuck in unforgiveness. It, it, it ain't just you that was on. It's your mama was unforgiving, your daddy was unforgiving, your uncle was unforgiving, and now you step on the scene and say, I accept unforgiveness too. But you don't see what it did. You see that. You see that every uh, family reunion, they can't talk to one another. You can't call nobody. You hate each other. In a time of trouble, you can't be there. You see this. And God has said, I would have you to consider this one. I would have you to consider what you see and you don't like. (laughs) What you see and you don't want in your life. Why come you going to walk the same path and do the same thing? God said, he's made a I am the way. Not mama, not your name, not your family name. I am the way. I 
am the truth, and I am the light. And there are some days we're going to have to dump some stuff. Some stuff that we've just been rolling around like it belongs. We're going to have to dump that, dump that barrel. And we're going to have to, God said, be renewed in your mind. Come on, be renewed in your mind. Get a godly way of thinking, a godly purpose that's so beyond what you have grown accustomed to. Isn't it weird the, the things that we get comfortable in? We get comfortable in these places. We get so comfortable that it starts to fit us like a glove. And we hate it. We hate these places that we're in. We hate when our hearts are bitter and hard. We hate it. Okay? We hate it, but God says, I want you to consider what you're going to do about it. What do we do? Generationally, these things can last for years and years and years and years and years. And then I'm looking at my child, and my child is manifested me. Uh, I think about this a lot. Uh, watching children, when I was a child, I thought I was a child. I acted like I, I watched JoJo. Yeah, JoJo is cute. I watched JoJo. He's adorable. But if, however, say, but he is adorable. So um, with his, you know, with his sister, and if she does something or his mom does something, it's the funniest thing. It was, his mom did something at the house, so I told Jojo I was going to whoop his mom. Well, in my mind, I thought, I thought Jojo was going to be a pet. And he said, like, don't whoop my mom. You know how, don't whoop my mom. So I said, your mom did that, I'm going to whip your mom. And Jojo's standing there with this cute little smile on face. I said, Jojo, I said, you want me to whoop your mom? He's like, his, he's a child. But the saddest part is us adults. Us adults. Jojo wants somebody to pay for what they did to him. And Jojo's waiting. Jojo's waiting. I'm telling you, we even went in the bathroom, and I was going, Nene, don't do that no more. I thought Jojo, Jojo said it. When I came out the door, Jojo was like, Jojo was like, that's what she gets. That's what she needs. But isn't it funny? That 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 but isn't that funny that that's us about adults? That we are steady more. We won't be happy until they get punished. We are not going to be free until something happens to that person that did something to me. We are waiting. We are waiting. But God says, when I was a child, I thought like that. When I was a adult, I put away childish things. Because as a child, see, JoJo don't realize, okay, the same thing that you're asking your mama to get when you get in trouble, are you going to want me to do that? And when I say, JoJo, come here, are you going to get a woman? No, Grandma, no. See? We, he doesn't realize that yet. All he sees is the offense done to him and that punishment. I will feel good when punishment happens. But the thing is, is that when we become a, 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 an adult, we put away that because we realize, you know what, do unto others as you would have them do unto me. I don't want to get beat, okay? So I'm not looking for you to get beat. I don't want to get slammed by God, so I'm not waiting for God to slam you. Now, we, I'm saying that pretty good, but there's times when we, I've wanted people slammed, and I've had to look within myself and say, you're acting like a child. 
Do you guys get what I'm saying? I'm acting like a child. God has given us too much grace. He's given us grace. And so grace is the grace to live this morning, you guys. God wants us to live and not die. He wants to, us to consider what's going on within us. There's things that, that we're, we're, we're pushing this way that we need to be going this way. What's going on within me? And why is it going on within me? If I can't line up with the Word of God, blessed are the meek. If I can't be meek, what's wrong with me? Do you understand? i got to look within me. I can't say, I can't be meek because this person is constantly pushing. Can I tell you why your buttons are being pushed? I've said it sometimes. Y'all should be able to see that. Why are your buttons being pushed? So it can reveal to you what you need to, to give over to God. If that button was never, ever pushed, just say, on your, in our lives, if no buttons were ever, ever pushed, ever pushed, I would just think I was fantastic. I would just think I'm just walking with the Lord. And there's days I can feel like that. And I think what God does is that there's days we get so self-assured in our walk with God have you ever got so self-assured in your walk with God? Like you just know today you, you and God is on the mountain and nobody can pull you off. But you just, you know, you just got kind of cocky with it. You know, you know, I'm, I'm with Jesus and God is good and God is good and God is good. And then I get in my car and God is good and I'm trying to go through that thing and there goes that car. And it comes right in front of me, almost hits me. And then my whole body goes, what the, what are you doing? Come on, come on, it happens. And so when we do that, what, what happened right there? I'm, I'm looking at that person like, why are you on the road today? You need to go home. What's wrong with you? You can't even drive. I'm doing all this talking. But God said, they're on the road today because I need to reveal to you what's still in you. My other one that's really funny that God does is, okay, I leave the house late. I leave the house, and I say, okay, it's only going to take me seven minutes to get to the church, so I can leave 15, a quarter till, okay? So sure as I get in the car, you know, I've got 15 minutes. I'm not going to be late seven minutes to get to the church. Come around that corner, and there's that person that just wants to look at Whippy Island. <laughs> Looking at Whippy Island. And I'm thinking to myself, and then I'm looking at the clock, and it was a quarter till nine, and now it's like almost nine. And I'm looking, what are you doing? Okay, y'all might y'all do this. I don't know. I'm probably the only crazy off person sometimes. But y'all know what I'm talking about because I know y'all know what I'm talking about. But God is saying, and I'm mad at that person. I'm mad at the person, and God said, I'm trying to do something in you. First of all, you always trying to leave the house, not giving yourself enough time. I'm trying to teach you something, and I'm only going to teach you in this kind of situation. I'm going to teach you that you're leaving too late. And second of all, I'm going to teach you how you really look all pretty and nice and calm till these situations happen. And I'm trying to teach you that that. If it's really, if God is really God, God's all the time. Y'all get what I'm saying? 
I'm saying if God's attributes are God's attributes, they're all the time. I don't just love when you love me. Come on. I love you when you don't love me. Okay? I do good to you when you don't do good to me. If God is really in me, if he's in me, his, his attributes aren't on and off. I am. Not God. I am. And God is revealing to me in these times what I need more of. You understand? And he said, and it's a good God. Sometimes we get so angry, but it's good God. I told God the other day when I was uh, getting upset about this person going so, you know what? I said, when I stopped, I thought about, well, and I always tell my husband, I said, the funniest thing is that I get upset at people doing the same things that I do. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. There are times when I am not thinking, and I'm just driving down the road, and I'm not thinking until I hear, I'm not in no hurry. I'm just driving and thinking it's just one of those days. I just want to be free. Nobody talk to me. Just let me just go down the road. And I'm just driving down the road, and all of a sudden I hear, arr, arr, arr. and then I look up, and I'm looking at my how slow I'm driving. You know what I'm saying? I'm driving slow. And so most of the times we get, God is trying to show us really who we are and really how, um, you know, we don't have the patience for things that we do ourselves. We don't like people for things we do ourselves. Today I think you're stupid and tomorrow I'm doing something just as stupid. Today I think I don't have patience with you and tomorrow I'm doing something that makes somebody else need some patience. But God said, why should we die? He said to look and consider. And I think considering starts with me. It's so easy to consider others. It's so easy to consider what they're doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it. But it has to start with me because at the end of the day, you guys, no matter what anybody does, no matter what anybody does, you know, this is a hard thing. You know, I, I, I thought about that, uh, how some disciples walked away. They said, this is a hard thing. This is a hard thing. No matter what anybody does. No matter what anybody does. I'm not responsible for them. I'm only responsible for me. And no matter what anybody does, if I'm going to say that I'm a Christian, I've got to have the Christ-like response. No matter what anybody does, no matter what any, I don't care what they do. I don't care what they do. See, that's so hard for us because, you know, I can think of a thousand things right now. I can think of a thousand. No matter what anybody, I was thinking about um, Janessa and, um, we was looking on the news about Janessa and, um, the twins that died, and the guy that hit the twins, and that he's out, and, and they're fighting for him to drop. I can see that in our, in, in, in a parent's spirit, your daughters have died, the man that has killed your daughters is out, and he's asking for to drive again on the street. I can see the flesh response would be what? No way. Angry. But the God response would give that back to the Lord and keep their hearts pure. See, there's things we got to give back to the Lord and keep our hearts pure. Okay? Um, it's funny because in the spirit I heard somebody, uh, you know, because when you look in the Bible, you, you find Jesus to be a meek. He despised and rejected a man or acquainted, you know, a man acquainted with sorrows and grief. We find, and so many people, they want to give this one place. 
they, that they can go off. He said, well, you know what? Don't forget that he went in that temple and he turned over them tables. This is one of those turn over the table times. He wasn't defending himself nor his family. He was defending the house of God. That my house shall be called a house of prayer. He was not defending. It was not a... Because t- if we're not careful, we will justify... The man will justify why he shot that boy in the bed. He will justify that and say, the boy was in my house, he was in my daughter's bed, and I killed him. Okay? We will justify those things of going off and going... Re- but remember, justification doesn't stop the wages. Justification of sin does not stop the wages of death. You can justify all day long why you cuss. You can justify all day long why you got mad, but it doesn't stop the payment of that sin, that sinful response. Because you, first of all, you're, uh, what did he do? He shot the guy. He didn't stop it. You can't say, you know what? I killed him because he was in my house and he was in my house. Okay? I killed him. Okay? First of all, they're going to look at was the guy even coming at you. They're going to look at that whole lot, you know, what all that did. Was the guy coming at you? Was the guy trying to get away? Was, you know, uh, killing people is not as easy, justifiable. And I find that more and more as I listen to, you know, even somebody coming into my house. There's just been days I've been sitting there going, well, he came into my house. But even in that, they don't justify that you can take a gun and just shoot him. You understand? Because man will take Men will take something to, you know, we're going to always add something on to it, the reason why. But why should we die? Ask yourself this morning, why should I die? Why should I die? Why will I not consider what the Word of God tells me to do and how to do it? What the Word of God, there is no other way, you guys. There's no other way around. He said there, a thief and a robber tried to come in another way. But there's only one way, and that's the door of Jesus Christ. That's through His Word. We try to do things another way, and we get the results of how we do it, and it's never a godly result. The only way you're going to get a godly result is do it the God way. No matter what this flesh feels, the only way you're going to get a godly result is to do it a God way. In Jeremiah, it went on to say, this this proverb kept going through, is it, and in Jeremiah, he says it again. He says, in those, in Jeremiah 31 and 29, he says, in those days they shall say no more, the fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are on edge. And in the message, it says like this, when the time comes, you won't hear the old proverb anymore. Parents ate the green apples, and the children got stomach aches. So it's what it's saying is that that because a parent has done something or a parent has walked in a, a certain way, you guys, we don't have to walk in that same way. Because a parent had a certain stronghold, because a, a parent had a, 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 a certain addiction, we don't have to have that. We don't have to accept that. We don't have to say, it's just like me having uh, having diabetes in my family, in my mom's, uh, my mom's life, all her brothers and sisters except my mom, has um, had diabetes and died of diabetes. I can say, well, that's how I'm going to die. Or I can say, no, that's not. Now, let me even add more power to that, because I can say that's not but if I don't do something about it, I'm predisposed to it, 
means that I have to take some action against it. Predisposed to alcoholism in my family means that I have to take some action to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? There comes an understanding. Sometimes we don't even look at our family line. And, and, and families, I do say this. There's a lot. The father told me that a lot of times there's just secrets in our families that our children never know, know of. We just don't, we don't, there's just hidden places that we don't even talk about, but it will manifest because without a lack of knowledge or understanding, it will manifest again. And so we got to stop being afraid of, 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 of disclosing and letting our children know of weaknesses and strongholds and addictions that's in our family. Stop being embarrassed about it and make sure that it stops so that our children don't have to go through it. Do you understand? Sometimes maybe they never, you know, uh, maybe they never, because this is one thing with me and Pastor David looked at in our growing. Our children never saw their dad smoke weed. None of our children saw their dad smoke weed. But we didn't sit down and say, you know what, this is what we to do. We didn't sit down and say, you know, we have done this, we have taken this from our family. Just by not doing it, sometimes we think, okay, I've stopped doing it, okay? But I've never given my children an understanding of that. That doesn't mean that it's not going to come back, okay? So all of a sudden, our boys are smoking weed, but we're saying to ourselves, how are they smoking weed? They never saw you smoke weed, babe. They never, that's what I'm saying. But the thing is, is that it's into our generation. We've opened the door, and the only way you can close the door is bring understanding understanding and honesty to that situation so that that situation doesn't creep up on your children and now you're looking at your children wondering how I, I stop I stop I stop uh, for me I think you know and I, I, I just want to bring that because for me I've heard stories from my dad so alcohol was not something that um, ever intrigued me because from my dad the stories I heard from my dad was, you know, how God delivered him from alcohol, how the, the foolishness of that, how he looked at us as children and didn't want, you know, that to be. So because he gave me that understanding, you see what I'm saying? There was already on board something that let me know that, that uh, I, didn't want, I didn't want that. I didn't want that to, you know, dad, dad stop. I didn't want that. He gave me the understanding of what alcohol would do. You guys, don't just hide your stuff. Sometimes you, you, you're embarrassed about your stuff, but let me tell you, the worst, most, more than embarrassing is when you look up and see your children doing what you never told them anything about. It's hurtful. And God said, why should we die? It says, the child looks and he considers. See, the children couldn't look and consider um, uh, Pastor David on weed, riding down the street on top of a car, hot. I saw that. The kids didn't see that. So there was no looking with their eyes to consider um, what dad was doing and how crazy it made him. But there was a looking with understanding if we had a to- There's another way to do that. Look, do you understand what I'm saying? There, you can give them the understanding of what that is so that they can uh, at least know, you know, the... The, the wages of that thing. Do you understand? They need to know the wages of that. Oh, yeah, because people out there are going to tell you weed is good, and people out there are going to tell you it's medicinal, people gonna, but they ain't going to tell you the flip side. Nobody ever tells the flip side of, of ungodly pleasure. 
They just tell you the good side, but they don't go to the flip side. They don't go to the flip side that that, that means of, of stealing from the bank account to, to go buy some weed. Okay, they're not they're stealing from the family to go get some weed. Putting yourself in jeopardy to have weed in the car in our day. Nowadays, free. But in in, uh, in our day, do you understand? In our day. Um, if, if you were caught with that, that meant jail time for your husband. They don't tell you the flip side of all that. They don't tell you when they're so zoned out they can't talk to you or the kids or they just want to be zoned in their buds and leave me alone. They don't, no one tells you that flip side. They just tell you about the buzz and how good the buzz is and how you're going to feel. And they just tell you all about that good old feeling. They don't tell you that sometimes you high as a kite and that's why you're pulling your jaws down. Don't tell you that stuff. The enemy never lets you know the flip side. He always lets you know the pleasure side. And God said, I will have you to consider the whole of it. Not just the, not just one side of it. You guys, the whole of it. Don't just go up to somebody that's going to tell you something that's so good. Keep on asking. Keep on asking until you get the whole of it. But the main place that you need to ask is the Word of God. If you don't open up, is this in the Word? The Bible says my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. My body, and I need to be thinking about what I put in my, it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's where the Holy Ghost dwells. Come on. It's where the, if I don't want nobody to come in my house on a nasty day, why would I want to put nasty in the house where God is? Come on. You know how we are? We don't want somebody on our bad day. We don't, no, not today. Not today. Okay? But the Holy Ghost, the temple of God. I am the body where the Holy Ghost dwells. And I just say, okay, I'll just put anything in there. No. I honor the Holy Ghost. And I honor it by doing those things that God has called me to do. Okay. In um, Ezekiel 18 and that's 23rd, it says, I love when he says, I, have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked? This is God makes you guys so personified. Because sometimes the wicked think that God wants to kill them all. But God has said, I don't have pleasure in the death of a wicked person. I'm not happy about your, you losing. And I'm not talking about death, dying, going in the coffin. I'm talking about death to your life. Death to your marriage. Death to your health. Death to your finances. Death in this life where God says, I can't give you life and that more abundantly. But the problem is, is because we're choosing death, we're not getting that line. And God says, I don't have any pleasure in the death of the wicked. He says, all I want them to do, I would rather that he turns from his evil way and return to God and live. Return to God and live. We consider and live. In Romans 5 and 12, it says this. Therefore, and you guys, let's get this, this let's take this to a deeper level. It says, therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, and death as a result of sin, so death spread to all men. No one being able, and this amplified, no one being able to stop it or to escape its power. Okay, because sin came in the world. When I think about that, I don't know about, there has been doors. I feel like in my life, this is how I look at it. I'm praying that God has given me this revelation. In my life, because my dad stood, I feel there's kind of like a washing in generations. I don't know if you guys understand. Okay, so in my life, um, 
dad drunk for, drank for a season and gave me the understanding of that, okay? So he drank for a season, whatever that drinking did that, that uh, made dad say no more drinking, okay? But he, he passed that on to me. So when he passed it on to me and I understood, this is why, one reason why me and Pastor Dave, people say, you don't even drink a cup of wine? You don't even drink? You don't even drink at this? Because I know that our family has been predisposed to alcohol. You say, do I have fear? No, I, I don't have fear. <laughs> I, just, I just have smart. God is smart. Do you understand? It's not fear. It's that wisdom says that daddy tried to close the door. And wisdom says, why am I going to open it? And wisdom says, maybe I can sit at the table and drink a little cup of wine with my dinner. But wisdom says, I have seven children, and I don't know which one of those seven children will stop at one drink of wine at dinner. Wisdom says that there might be, because it's in the, it was in the family line, that if some, one of them might have a weak constitution, and that one drop of liquor will cause them to want to really be, there we go, we open that door again. And so I'm, I'm, I'm believing like this, that we, all of us, should get to a point that says, it stops here. Whatever was in my family line, I'm, I'm going to help. It may not be washed out all together, but I'm helping to wash. The door is getting closed tighter. Now the door was closed. Now I'm putting a lock on it, okay? And now, next generation, I hope they put two locks on it. Till it's not there anymore, you guys. Why should we die? Why should we die? Consider, God said, consider, look, look and see what sin has done. Don't, don't just walk, la, 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 okay, it ain't going to happen to me. Look and see. It, it may not happen to you. It may not, but you might just have opened the door for it to happen to little Johnny and little, little Jerry. It might, you've opened the door. Do you see what I'm saying? You've opened the door and you've allowed it to come back in. I believe that we got to get to the point that we say, you know, no more sin. No more sin. Oh, there's bitterness. There's hatred. You know, a uh, pastor said something that was really hurts my heart. It hurts because this is what really hurts. Parents, if you don't stop your unforgiveness and your hatefulness and all this, it always happens to the baby. Some young people, you know what? They won't hate God. They won't hate God. They'll just hate what goes on in the kingdom of God. And they'll hate what they'll hate what you hate. You guys, please, I'm telling you, you don't kids aren't deserting. If I'm mad at you, if I'm mad at Pastor Burleson, when my kids were little, if I'm mad at Pastor Burleson and Pastor Burleson did something to me and I can't hide it and I've got to tell it and I've got to walk my kids would walk, probably be walking up to Pastor Burleson like They would. The kids are not going to say, oh, mom and daddy are so foolish. The Lord says for, for um, us to love our enemies. And no matter if mom and dad are not loving their enemies. Kids are not doing that. Kids, kids are in that. Follow me. I'm following you as a parent. I'm believing you as a parent. I'm walking. Until they get to a certain age, they're following you. No matter what you think, they're following your attitudes. And what really gets me is when I see children. Beautiful. Pure 
children that love Jesus. See, I can see the darkness on you. Can I tell you that? I already know when you're in darkness. There's comes a darkness on you. I don't know if y'all have ever got to that point, but when darkness, I, my children know in a minute. I'll tell them what's up. I see that darkness. But the thing is, is when that happens to our children, I want to ask somebody who's going to fight for the When that happens to our children, when our children, they see the bitter, the unforgiveness, the anger. Uh, you know, we've had beautiful children in our lives that, that, that just blessed me and Pastor so much. You know, but I can always tell when something's wrong. And, and, and it doesn't even mean that they treat us dishonorable. It's because they know something's wrong. They know something's against the word that's been spoken. They, they know it so that around us they start acting a little, because they don't want to tell on y'all. So, so they know, <laughs> I'm just being honest, they don't want to tell on y'all, but they kind of, their whole body language speaks. There's something in the camp that's not right. You guys, why pass this mess on to children? Why pass it to children? You know, I, I, um, I asked God something, and God said, He has given us this grace, reconciliation. He's given it because, remember, what did God do? What was God's whole thing? God was to reconciling us back to God. There was a big old gap, and God came and shed His blood so that we would be reconciled back so there would be no gaps anymore. Do you guys care about gaps in here? I do. And what I see is, I've seen this with my eyes. I saw this with my eyes. I saw reconciliation where people cared more about reconciliation than being right. They cared more about our children seeing godliness, seeing the power. See, there's a power that God wants our children to see. You guys, come on. I, I just need y'all to hear me this morning. There's a power. So Kalal needs to see something in me. Kalal needs to see. Let me, let me pick somebody. I need to pick somebody. Oh, come on, Vicky. Come on. So Kalal needs, why should me, why should we die? So I'm mad at Vicky. I'm so mad at you, Vicky. I'm mad. And there's my baby. My baby's looking right at me. And I'm just mad at you. And so we talk, 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 and I just walk away. And every time I come in church, Vicky's standing there and I'm just, Hey, Mama! Hey! Hey, Pastor! Vicky's standing right there. Hey, Pastor David! Hi, hi, Pastor Broughton! Hey! Hey! And I just leave Vicky. But my babies are sitting right there. And my babies are saying, How does that line up with the Word of God? How does that even work? I mean, I thought you told to love your enemies. I thought you told to do good. I, I thought the kids are saying that. The kids, well, then they're saying, my kids are saying, oh, I don't know. But then my kids are coming to me talking. I know my kids. They'll be like, Mama, Mama, what did the Vicky do? What she do? What she do to you? Okay? They know because I'm, I'm acting it out. So they come, they, they come up and, and the next thing, now since the Vicky coming to church, come on, Monica. Come on, come on. Come on, daughter. Now, I'm not going to say that. I think they're smart enough to know the word now. My kids will, will uh, 
put the word on me. I love it. Okay? So, but let's say you you, you down here. Baby. Okay. Okay. So, so now Monica, she, you know, and at home, at home, I'm just crying. Monica comes in the room and she goes, Mama, what's wrong? The people at that church, they just get on my nerves. It hurts so bad. It just hurts so bad. Well, it just so then, Mon- yeah, she comes in with Mama. Why, why, no, why they do that to you? Okay. And then the next thing you know, we come and, she, and, she, and then I, I, I'll be like, you know, I, I'm talking to Pastor David all loud and. Vicky, she did such a thing. You wouldn't believe what Vicky did to them. And my kids are all hearing it. Okay? So now, the next thing you know, Monica comes to church. And Miss Vicky say, hi. Miss Vicky say, hi, Ma- Ma- No, Vicky, say it. Say, hi, Monica. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I just needed y'all to have y'all laughing, but this is not no laughing matter to God. Not no laughing. God said that he would rather a millstone be put around your neck. And you would do that to one of these children. We're laughing. But we don't realize that there's a whole lot of adults that don't like church because of messy stuff like that. This is what God said we should do. Come, Vicky. I mean, I don't know. So, Vicky has done something to me. Can I say, Vicky... What could you say? <laughs> I don't know. She disrespected me. Okay, she, she talked about me. She disrespected me. This is what God tells me to do. First, I have to get out of myself for a minute because this flesh is saying, how dare. See? That's first. I got to die first. Before I go to Miss Vicky, I got to die. Because sometimes we're going and we ain't dead. We're very, I'm talking about we ain't dead in the flesh. We very much alive. Nothing's going to happen, okay? So first I got to get on my knees and I said, Father, Jesus, help me right now. Father, you were dis- Jesus, you were disrespected when you walked upon the earth. People talked about you. They did not honor you. Father, you said if they did it into the green tree, they'll sure do it to the dry. God, help me right now. God, God you got to create in me a clean heart. You got to renew in me a right spirit. God, help me not to take this personal, oh God. Help me right now in the name of Jesus to realize that this is a test, God. And God, I want to pass this test. I want to bring you honor, oh God. So help me do it. And so this then when I get myself under Jesus, then I go to Miss Vicky and I say, Vicky, Vicky, you know what? The other day, um, I don't know that you did that on purpose, but this is how I felt when you did that. I felt very disrespected, Vicky, and it hurt me really, really, really bad. I, I had to go to God. I said, but you know what, Miss Vicky? You know what? I want us to be together. I don't want this to separate us. So right now, I forgive you. Now, Miss Vicky can say, she can turn around, like, the, here's the other side. Now, Vicky, I'm, I'm, here's the other side. I'm going to show y'all the other side. So this can be the person that that's not under God. What? I didn't disrespect you. You're tripping. What you think? I didn't disrespect that's, that's That's the person that doesn't receive, okay, that doesn't receive. You tripping. I, I, what? What? Just because I didn't say hi to you, you think I'm getting... Okay, that's, that's the person that's not honoring that this person has true feelings and real feelings. And that the enemy could... Even if I wasn't, the enemy could have came against her in that way. The real person comes and says, 
the God person. We're all real people, okay? The God person comes and says, you know what, Vicki? I really didn't mean that. I am so sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect you at all. I wasn't even thinking. Um, I thank you for telling me that because I'm going to uh, really take note of that. Uh, please forgive me. I, I would not want to hurt you for anything. And then me and Miss Vicki, we can come up to this altar and we can say, Lord, Lord, help us right now. Do not let the enemy come between us, God. And the children, instead of sit, instead of children sitting in the back going, the little, the little, little children that see everything, the little children be sitting there going, you know what? Something's wrong with Mama and Miss Vicky. Something's wrong. Look, look, you can see. Look, 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 look how Mama just walked. Instead of that, they're saying, look at that. The word made flesh. The word made flesh. That's what we're supposed to be. The word made flesh. And walk among the people so that the people can see the word of God come alive. And do the power that it's supposed to do. Why should we die? I'm asking you that this morning. Why should we die? Why should we die? I would have you to consider, said the Lord. Why should you die? Consider what you're doing. Consider if it lines up with the word of God. Consider if it represents the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Consider if you're saying Christ, the anointed one, lives in me, then I should be. He said, the works that I do, I do not. Too many people are doing works of themselves. Jesus said, the works that I do, I do not of myself. But of the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the work. He walks it. He talks it. He responds to it. Too many of us are letting our flesh respond. He walks it. He talks it. He responds so that they can see Jesus in me. Now, you guys, I'm encouraging you this morning. I, I love how Paul said, not that I've apprehended or got it all together. Because I don't. And I pray that when you see me out of, out of order, I'm, you would say, Pastor Linda, remember what you said? But this one thing I know is that we got a lot to work I can't continue to walk out and say, you know what? I, I, I just get, I fly off because I, I just, that's what I do. I just fly off. There got to come a day when you stop flying off. And what did I teach y'all last week? The last time I preached, what did I teach y'all? Y'all remember what I taught y'all? Ooh, I'm talking about. Somebody knows. Lou Ann knows what I taught. Lou Ann, what I taught. Just teach it. To be what? To be what? You. What did I teach them the last time I preached? To be what? Be seated. See, some of y'all scaring me because you know what? If y'all don't get this word in you, that's why you aren't going to be able to walk it out. This is not no casual talk that I'm giving to you. It's from the Holy Spirit, and it's supposed to resonate in your spirit, be planted in your spirit so that you can walk it out. This is not coming Sunday morning just to say, I got a word, and you walk out of here and you don't remember that word. You need to get that word, practice that word, live that word, apply that word in your life. And I preach, be seated. And God is saying, be seated. You guys... We're too easily shaken. We're too easily shaken. God said, be seated. Not just on a chair, you Be seated in His Word. Be seated in His precepts, you guys. Don't get just the chair. Get the Word. I'm talking about be seated. And don't, why should you die? 
Why should you lose? Why should we why should we lose as a family of God? Why should we lose financially relationship? Why should we lose if we're seated? I shall not be moved. The devil's trying to knock me over. The devil says, go get her. The devil says, cuss her out. The devil says, I shall not be moved. Father, I shall not. I'm seated. I'm seated. I'm seated. I'm... And you know what God told me? This morning it was weird because God was showing me family. And um, I can think, Pastor Brosen, I can think them seven kids right there. They're not all here, but my, all my grandparents. I can think that that's my family. Okay, that, that's my family. Sam's my family. And that can be my world. Okay, that can be everything's about them. But God said we are never going to be what God wants us to be until we think this is my family. This is my family. This whole place is my family. Because you know why he wants us to think like that? Because if I just, okay, if I just think that this is my, I won't care about the rest of y'all. I won't care what you're going through. I won't care what happens to you. I'm going to care about here. But when I think about it as a family, what happens when I think about it as a family, think about this as a family. I have, a, okay, I have, a, and lately my children, it's so funny, I get to hear stories but I'm about to end. Okay, so, Nene is over here in a natural family, in a natural family. Nene just punched out Monica. He had a lot of that going on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nene, but because Nene because is my family, Nene will get corrected, but she will not get ostracized. You see what I'm saying? I, I still, I, I, I don't go up and say, you hit Monica, get out of here. Just move out today. I can't stand you anymore. No. She's my daughter. They're both my daughters. They're both my children. And so what I got to do is get the understanding of, Nene, what's going on with you? What's this for? What you doing? Nene, well, she, I wanted... <laughs> I wanted some pancakes. <laughs> it's an inside thing. This is a real thing. Okay, I want some pancakes. She wouldn't give me some pancakes. I hit her, okay? Now I got to go and say, Nene, that is not the correct way to handle your business. Okay, that's not the correct way to get what you want. I got to go to Nene, and I got to say that. But at the end of the day, at the end of it all, we're going to sit around that table. We're going to eat together. I'm, we're gonna, there's going to be reconciliation. Why? Because they're both my kids. They're both my kids. I'm telling you, God told me this this very morning. Guys, please hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. Because God speaks to what is. When we think of it all as the family, then I'll take on what you're feeling, and you'll take on what I'm feeling. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I think of this all as a family, then the, the, the conflict stops because I put myself in your shoes and then you put yourself in my shoes. And we're family and we figure it out together and we get it done. Why should we die? Why should we die? 
Why should this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, you didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away? Why should we die? Why should we let the enemy come in and steal, kill, and destroy? Why don't we let this morning God, let God reign? The problem is that we're trying to handle stuff and fight stuff, and God said, let me reign. Let me reign. Let me rule. Let me be the, let me be the heavenly father. Let me, you know how sometimes kids, you'd walk in the house and say, you are not the father. You are not the mom. God is saying this morning, you are not the father. You are not the mom. I'm the father. Let me reign. Let me rule. Let me fix it for you. Let me handle it. Because when I handle it, I handle it real good. Okay? I handle it in the spirit without any flesh. This morning, I thank God for this word. Therefore, don't let sin reign. God says, don't let sin reign any longer in your mortal body. To, to, to consider, as we hear, uh, all the, who says that all the time? I would have you to consider. That's why this word was so, when I read that scripture, that uh, I, could, I could just hear, hear uh, Brother Humphrey saying, I would have you consider. But deeper than Brother Humphrey this morning, God is saying, I would have you to consider. I would have you to see what do you want at the end of whatever you're going through. You want breakthrough. Don't you want breakthrough? You want deliverance. So I would have you to consider. Are you going to go 40 years around the mountain like the Israelites because you're trying to do it your own way and in your own heart and in your own response? Are you going to let God lead you through it? I want to live in my Stand up. I want to live and not die.